0: How's it going? Welcome along to episode number two of What The Feck Is Going On, a podcast by me, Kogan. And thank you to all of you who downloaded and had a listen to episode number one. The reaction was just incredible. I was really overwhelmed by it when I launched it last week. And it's given me the motivation to crack on with another episode. So here we go. This episode is all about spiders. Not any type of spider. Not all spiders. Just one specific type of spider. And that spider is the false widow. And the reason I'm really interested in exploring the story and the background of The False Widow is because of the amount of headlines I've read over the last couple of years in Irish newspapers and Irish websites about The False Widow and these headlines tend to frighten the life out of people right across the country. Have a listen to some of these headlines that I've spotted over the last couple of years. This one was very recent from the Irish Independent. False widow spider is taking over Ireland and is a potential health risk. Another one from the Irish Indo, Ireland facing toxic spider plague as pest control experts record huge rise in call-outs. She Magazine has, don't panic, but false widow spiders are multiplying at alarming rates. Cue panic, by the way, from a lot of people. Uh, the Irish Sun. Have a listen to this one. Ireland is being invaded by false widow spiders with Dublin, Cork and Wexford top cities with highest numbers of biting insects. The list goes on and on and on. If you just Google false widows Ireland, you'll get countless amounts of stories that have been in the Irish news recently. And one thing I've learned in my time working in media is that some of the biggest box office stories are stories about spiders, other creepy crawlies, rats even. And it's all about the biggest, the most dangerous. And I wanted to kind of explore this topic to wonder, are the likes of false widows really that dangerous? Are many people right to be panicked and scared by it? And why so many stories written about them? So my first point of contact was a guy called Michel Dugan. Michel Dugan's name had cropped up in a lot of these articles, a lot of the recent articles relating to false widow spiders. Michel is originally from France. He's a lecturer now in Ireland and he is Spider-Man. There is nothing this guy doesn't know about spiders. So he was the best to speak to about this subject. I called Michel in his office in Galway to find out a little bit of background about himself and to find out what the feck is going on with False Widow Spiders in Ireland. Uh, Yes,
1: so I am a lecturer in Zoology at NUI Galway and uh, for the past uh, 15 years or so I've been working with venomous animals. So snakes, giant centipedes, scorpions or spiders. And a couple of years ago, I have created so, uh, the Venom Lab at NUI Galway, and we're investigating so the toxicity of spiders or scorpions, uh, with an emphasis actually on Irish spiders. Uh, and we're trying to see if those animals have a potential uh, therapeutic, or so if we can
0: develop medication from those venoms. Tell us a little bit about how you got inspired uh, to get into bugs and to get into the world of spiders. I've always been interested by bugs, since I'm a very
1: small child. And luckily enough, I've been encouraged uh, to to pursue this interest first by my parents and then by an old man, uh, an entomologist, who used to come to village fairs, where I come from in France. And uh, he'd be there at his stall with thousands and thousands of dried preserved insects. And for me, that was absolutely fantastic. I'd save money all year long to actually go that day and be able to buy a dried scorpion
0: or a new stick insect. And this has followed me my my whole life. OK, so I came across an article in the Irish Independent recently and the headline reads, Spiders with a venomous bite now invading Ireland. There have been other stories very similar to that as well over the past while and it's in relation to the false widow spider. So, can you tell me, Michelle, a little bit about the false widows, how they got here in the first place and what kind of risks they pose?
1: So the false widow is a small spider, about uh, half an inch in body length, uh, less than an inch in leg in span, and this spider actually is not native to, uh, from, from Ireland, it comes from the Canary Islands and from Madeira. Over a century ago, about 140 years ago, this spider was first recorded So in the southern UK coast. They probably arrived in shipments of bananas. Then for the best of 120 years, we didn't hear much about them. They stayed in three port cities of England. And it's only in the past 20 to 30 years that they started to spread up north. Now in the UK, the species is present everywhere from England, Wales and southern Scotland. And 20 years ago, in 1997, if I'm correct, the species was recorded for the first time in Bray, county Wicklow. Then we didn't have any news uh, for the past 20 years and uh, last year with my students we've decided to have a look at the distribution of this species in Ireland and we found that actually it was
0: present in almost every
1: urban and suburban habitat throughout the country.
0: But if they've been around for so long, Michelle, why are they only being talked about now I suppose and why the hysteria now? And what kind of risk does a bite from a false widow actually pose?
1: So I think that uh, we need to distinguish between two things, Uh, on one side there are the the real scientific reason behind the spread of these species and the potential uh, symptoms that you may suffer if you get bitten, and on the other side there is also a very real kind of hysteria uh, that, that has developed over the past few years, uh, partly in the media and then um, among people regarding those spiders with a lot of kind of fantasized story about them. So effectively, those spiders have started to spread and because they can only survive in urban or suburban habitats in islands, well, they tend to meet a lot of people. They can live in your kitchen, uh, in your bedroom, uh, under your sink. So. Considering that this species is capable of piercing human skin, uh, it means that once in a while an accident can happen and someone can actually get bitten. Now, what happens if you get bitten? Well, it's going to hurt. This is something that is quite consistent for all the the victims we've we've interviewed. Uh, They've all complained of a sharp, intense pain after the bite. After that, we had patients that have developed quite a bit of swelling, Uh, some uh, patients that actually felt very itchy, felt a bit uh, nauseous or not quite right, a bit feverish, but uh, we didn't get any uh,
0: life-threatening symptoms either. Okay, so before people panic, the bite isn't fatal. Would I be right in saying it's similar, say, to a wasp sting, for example? Yes, so the pain intensity and some of the symptoms are quite similar
1: to a wasp sting. However, a wasp sting is capable of killing people. We have people dying every year in the UK or Ireland from a reaction due to a wasp sting or a honeybee sting. This is not possible with these spiders, or it's something that we've never encountered and that is completely absent from records anywhere around the world. So they are effectively less dangerous than a wasp or a honeybee. Gotcha. And I assume they only bite if they're threatened? It's exactly that. The false widow is actually very shy. And uh, it really has to be cornered or squashed or injured to actually try to bite. Um, to, to, to tell you, actually, we have about 3,000 of them in my lab. And we've never been beaten. We handle them on a weekly basis. We have to feed them. We have to clean them. We have to water them.
0: We never had a single accident. Well, that's good news. Now, in relation to the media, uh, that's the business I'm in and I've a lot of experience in that. And what I found over the years is that some of the biggest box office stories, I suppose you could call them, are the ones with the big spiders, the big fear factor spiders, the spider invasions, the creepy crawly invasions and so on. In a way, Michelle, can... The media be a creature's worst enemy, to a degree. Yes, definitely. Um, There
1: are two aims here that are very difficult to reconcile. So for us, as scientists, to try and pass the message, um, the factual message of our research to the public, and on the other side, the need for certain media to actually sell as much as possible. And so, of course, sometimes the information gets lost in uh, sensationalism, Um, especially when we're dealing, as you were saying, with spiders or rats or
0: other creatures. And by the way, do we need to be proactive in trying to get rid of false widows or maybe to reduce their numbers?
1: So, for the moment,
0: no. However...
1: Uh, My major concern with the false widow is not so much if it can bite people or not. I don't think that this is a major threat. However, this species may be a threat to native spiders. It's a species that is capable of spreading very rapidly, has a very long uh, lifespan, produces a lot of babies several times a year, and this way it actually outcompetes a lot of native spiders. And this is actually what I'm concerned about. About. I wouldn't like to see these species wiping out many of our common native suburban spiders. So we're working on it. We're trying to actually address this question. And if we consider that this spider is actually really an invasive species with a very negative effect on on the local wildlife,
0: well, then we may have to act and, and ask the public to actually help. And in relation to other spiders, like the house spider or the ones we see in our garden or the different varieties that we see all over the country, a lot of people are even petrified to go near them. Are there any other spiders in Ireland that can actually give a bite? Yes, so in Ireland we have um,
1: about 10 species that are capable of giving you a bite. Um, they do that very, very rarely. Uh, they are not dangerous whatsoever, but it is possible. So it's not that the false widow is actually the first spider in Ireland to be able to do that. What's impressive with the false widow is the speed at which it managed to spread and the fairly strong symptoms you can actually suffer if you get bitten. I mean, no native spiders can give you a proper fever or make you feel somewhat sick or put you really in pain while actually the false widow can.
0: Okay, so in relation to trying to actually get rid of a spider out of the home or out of your workplace or your car even or whatever... I personally would rather pick the spider up by the legs and quickly throw it out the window. But I appreciate that there are so many people that are very fearful of these spiders and they don't want to do that. They think I'm weird by picking it up or whatever. And I can sort of understand that in a way. I mean, at the end of the day, we have millions of the things. And I suppose people are thinking, well, look, if you squash a spider or if you hoover up a spider or whatever, it's not going to really make a difference to the numbers of spiders in this country. So I'd be interested to get your advice or your opinion about actually getting rid of a spider.
1: So, of course my personal preference would be to just see that spider unhurt end up outside and everything's fine however i can completely understand that people are not comfortable with spiders and therefore i understand why some people would actually take out their hoover when uh, when there is a big house spider crawling on the floor Um, but for that i just would give you one figure spiders eat we estimate 400 million tons Of pests every year around the world. So, we actually do need them. Without them, we'd be absolutely submerged with midges, mosquitoes, or flies. So, they are effectively uh, our friends
0: in that sense. That was Michel Dugan. What a fascinating guy. What an interesting job he has, too. So, next, I wanted to speak to a couple of people who I know have a genuine fear of spiders. These are the people who will look at these stories, these sensational headlines, and they'll get genuinely fearful about them. And I wanted to put to them what Michelle Dugan had told me about the benefits of having a spider in the home, about the very low risk and low chance that you're ever going to get attacked or bitten by any of these spiders. And the fact that even if you do, it's not the worst thing in the world and there are other things to be more worried about. The first person I spoke to was Helene O'Toole. Helena O'Toole is a fantastic producer in the radio station where I work, and she's a good friend too. And she's extremely fearful of spiders. I sat down with Helena and asked where her fear of spiders all started and how bad it actually gets.
2: I don't really know where the the fear came from. I think yeah, it's always been there. Um, I, I'm terrified. I've, I've actually here's a story for you. I've actually got a spider currently living in my wing mirror in my car um, it seems to be growing I think it has pincers makes little sounds like every now and again um, and he, I just leave him there he's living there rent free I'm too afraid to try and get him out he actually every morning has his new web made and I just freak out and try and get rid of the web for a second and then just he just stays there and lives there I'm absolutely terrified and I don't honestly love a God I have no, no idea where it came from at all
0: but has anything actually ever happened to you has one gone down your back has one bitten you has one caused your reaction before
2: I suppose on the spot, I could probably think of one thing that did happen when I was quite young. I think I was about eight and I was out the back garden playing with my with my sister and one fell on top of my hair, on my head. And she said, oh, my God, there's a spider in your head. And I just freaked out, couldn't get it out of my hair for ages, called for the mother. The mother came out trying to get out. Now, this was, wasn't, be honest, we're in, Aus- in Ireland. It's not Australia. It wasn't huge. But I think that might be where it stemmed from. I think everyone has a fear of them when they're younger, but I think that's where it it actually stemmed from was that moment where I could not get it out of my hair. I was afraid it would lay eggs, the whole thing.
0: What about these false widows? This is what I'm dealing with in the podcast because we've seen loads of news reports that false widows are, you know, invading Ireland and people are freaked out by them and there's pictures of them in the paper. Does that cause you a bit of anxiety?
2: Honestly, yes, it does. I'm like, I'm thinking, am I going to come across one coming outside into my car in the mornings? Am I going to come across one in the park when I'm bringing my niece out for a walk? Like, I read these stories. This is the thing they pop up, say, when I'm when I'm looking on the news outlets and they pop up that somebody has been bitten by a false widow and, you know, their leg almost need to be amputated. I'm reading these sensationalized stories and I'm thinking, oh, God, if I lost my leg to a spider, geez, that'd be the worst thing that could happen (laughs) to me.
0: Okay, so I've spoken to a guy, a really knowledgeable guy when it comes to spiders called Michel Dugan, right? He's he's originally from France and he works in NUIG. And what he's told me about false widows is that yes, there are thousands of them, I hate to say this, and they're everywhere. Like there probably is a false widow in your home. But what he's saying is the bites are so rare... Number one, okay, and they will not bite unless they're really provoked, right? That's number one. And number two, uh, what he said was that even if you do get bitten, okay, you know, they might, you, you might get a bit of a swelling, you might get a bit feverish or whatever, but it's nothing to worry about. So you can't die from them, right? Uh, and also that you should be essentially more fearful of the likes of wasps and that, that can cause your reaction and can actually do damage if you have a, you know, a reaction or, or, or whatever to them. So does that kind of stop your fears a little bit if I was to tell you that?
2: Theoretically, yes. Standing here with you, I can go, oh, look, I can see the logic in that. I can see that, you know, yes, a a wasp should, I should be more fearful of a wasp. But I can guarantee you once, if, if you had one in front of us here, in studio, I would be running out. Like, I don't, I honestly can't. Maybe I need a bit of hypnotherapy or something to try and get around the spider fear, but... I don't know I I just I think it's the whole idea of they have more legs than I do they're tiny yet still deadly And well they're not deadly I know you just explained they're not deadly but there are some out there that are deadly and they're just they're so fast and so quick and they just I don't know they just creep me out <laughs>
0: And then one final thing because I spoke to Michelle Dugan about this as well one of the biggest uh, enemies of spiders Michelle Dugan said and I agree with them is the media and you work in the media game like me because big spiders big rats all these scary creepy crawlies and, and, and scary things uh, are box office like we've spoken about them on air before everybody loves in a weird way to read about you know the biggest spider that's in Ireland and all that but what he's saying is this is the danger for these spiders that it's actually humans are more dangerous to them uh, when it comes to blowing it out of proportion, if you know what I mean.
2: Well, I can understand that. I mean, all you have to think about is the movie Eight-Legged Freaks. It was absolutely huge. And it was just massive, massive spiders running around after people. So I can get that that kind of sensationalising it. And we probably make it worse for everyone. But I do believe that fear is is there besides the media. I believe that fear is going to be in there. Like, all you have to do is look at a six, seven-year-old running down. They see a spider. They run. They go crazy. They're not looking at the media. I think that's there too. I think it's just, I think it's a, one of those phobias like arachnophobia, it's one of those phobias that's just never going to completely go. I think when you're younger, this, like I said, this thing with so many legs, so many legs more than I have, tiny, but still freaks people out. I don't understand where the fear comes from for me genuinely, but I don't know if I'd ever actually get over it. That's That's the truth.
0: There you go, Heleno too still fearful of spiders. Next up, I had to have a chat with someone from my own family who I know is petrified, in fact even more scared of spiders than Helena is.
3: Hello
0: Auntie Mary how are you It's your nephew Mike here
3: Hello how are
0: you So Auntie Mary you might have seen on Facebook That I'm doing this new podcast thing
3: I did I saw that yes
0: So the next episode is about spiders I know how much you love them Oh God (laughs) Is it okay if I sit down with you Maybe call over to you in the next hour To have a chat about your own fears What I would say was another thing It's okay I'll lead the way I'll ask you the questions Yeah that's okay Okay talk to you later bye (laughs)
3: Take care bye
0: So how bad is it?
3: Pretty bad, because I can't go to bed at night unless I search all the ceilings and make sure there are no spiders there. And if there are, I have to get my husband to get a glass and take them down and then put them down to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> or go and get a hoover. It could be two o'clock in the morning and hoover them up.
0: In relation to like when it started, is this something from your early childhood, do you reckon... Is, you know, we're you influenced by something else that happened in the past?
3: No, I don't think so. I think it just is a fear I have, and that's it. I can't bear even to think about it. I can't look at a spider. Their legs moving even make me shiver all over. I get goosebumps. I can't bear them.
0: Does it matter, like, uh, what kind of spider it is? No. Because, and, and I'm going to come to that now in a second. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's a tiny Even little if it's spider.
3: A, a money spider, it doesn't make any difference. If it's a money spider lands on my head, I go almost hysterical. But the big ones do scare me more. Mm. One time, I remember, there was one on my wall. I went, ran out the front door. I stopped a lady on the road that I barely knew. She had to come in. She had to get up on a ladder. She had to take the spider out, bring it outside. I was so scared; I wouldn't stay in the house. I would actually run out and stay out until the spider was gone.
0: Okay, so I spoke to a guy called Michel Dugan, who is spider mad. In fact, he works in NUIG in NUI Galway, and he works with spiders there and venomous spiders and all. And this podcast is exploring the false widows. So, if I if it was, to, do you know much about false widows? No okay so I don't want to freak you out okay right. but a false widow is one of the most venomous spiders that we have in this country and Michel Dugan told me that they've come in oh. in the 90s from the Canary Islands and all that but he says that the only thing they can do they can do is give you a bite and that bite may make you a little bit feverish it might give you a bit of swelling whatever but that in fact you should be more scared of the likes of wasps and all that how, how do you feel about wasps
3: Well, I don't like them, but I wouldn't mind one. I prefer to be locked in a room with a a wasp or a mouse than a spider. I would sit in the room with the mouse running around, which has happened, and I don't run away. But a spider, I'm gone.
0: And uh, what he says is in relation to spiders and how beneficial they are to us. So a spider can eat other bugs. They can eat fleas and potential, you know, dangerous little critters or whatever that can be around your house. So... To have a few spiders in your house Is actually a positive thing
3: <laughs> To have a few
0: spiders in your house Is a positive thing Does that not change your Mentality
3: No No no, I don't care if there's a million fleas in the room. <laughs> I don't care if I itch from head to toe once I don't have a spider in the room.
0: OK, and then finally, in relation to... Because I'm looking into this in relation to the stories that are in the papers and all these big stories that freak the likes of yourself out mm-hmm. about how you know, spiders are invading uh, our houses and these false widows are you know, causing terrible distress around the place. When really what I found out in my exploration on this podcast is that it's nonsense, that... Very few people have ever been bitten by these spiders. There are 10 types of spiders, by the way, that can bite in this country. But nobody has ever been really harmed by a spider, bar all this stress.
3: Well, stress is enough. Surely stress will kill you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. But it's, 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 a, it's like an irrational fear, would it not be?
3: Well, I don't think so. No, it's a real fear. I mean, I get goose pimples all over me looking at a spider. Even If I see one running along, I nearly... I mean, I actually do freak out. I would scream and run
0: and in relation to those stories by the false widows and other spiders that are coming in like would you avoid reading those stories or yes. would you read them
3: I don't look at pictures of spiders I hate looking at a picture of spiders I can't even bear to feel one of the ones for Halloween you like know the fluffy a, like a fake spiders? one I can't touch a, fray, a fake one a rubber one a furry one they would actually make me ill
0: and would you ever do something about it like no. as in about the fear
3: no, oh, all I like is my hoover near
0: <laughs> But it sounds so distressing the whole I know thing. No, it
3: does, but it just is it's illogical. But it's true.
0: And me telling you that the expert in spider has thousands of them in a lab and says they can do you no harm. Bar maybe the false widow, but like it'll only give you it'll only give you a wasp sting, essentially. That doesn't stop your fear.
3: No, because I'm not worried about getting eaten by them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only worried about looking at them I can't bear them, the look of them But they can't do anything I know, but I just can't They give me this goosebumps when I see them moving Their legs moving, I can't bear it <laughs> Honestly, I can't, it's totally illogical But I can't bear it
0: So that's it for episode two of what the feck is going on. I hope I've answered some questions in relation to the false widow spider and why they're not that bad after all. Although, a recent article in the Irish Times says this. The largest populations were found in Greater Dublin. Over 18 months, 620 specimens were obtained from a single row of semi-detached houses in Lucan. That's where I live. In and around garden sheds, along garden walls, and on outdoor furniture. On walls and boundary railings of Lucan's Public Park, 54 were counted on one visit in July. Marvellous. Of course, I'd have to live in the place where they're most common. Don't forget to email me if you've any subjects you want me to explore. It's whatthefecpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Mike Hogan Media, and the podcast Twitter is at whatthefecpod. Until the next time, Thanks for listening to this and I'll have a brand new podcast soon.